Thanks for listening to the Highlands podcast. At Highlands, we believe in leading you into a growing relationship with Jesus and equipping you to have a life full of purpose as you build your faith. We can't wait for you to join us next weekend. But for now, enjoy this message from our communicators. Well, good morning, everyone. How are you? That's good. Look, it's school holidays, yeah? And some people are excited about that and other parents aren't. Uh, anyone, anyone happy that their kids might be in kids' ministry this morning? Or No, you just need a break after a week or two, yeah? No? You love them all. That's great. Fantastic. But I just want to take this time as well just to thank our youth pastor, Ben Thompson, and uh, Pastor Emma as well in kids and all their team. So would you put your hands together for their team? And the school holidays, so some of them, sometimes they, they get a breather and other times they don't. But it's nice to honour uh, the people who are sowing into those younger generations and wanting to see them grow closer to God and be discipled in, in a good, healthy way that they might stick with that their whole life, yeah? I know that, uh, that I'm grateful for the people who sowed into me. Uh, yes, I'm grateful for my parents. They did most of the sowing, but also those others who didn't have to, but they chose to value a kid and value other kids and, and teenagers and take time out of their life to sow into some other person's children. So thank you so much to those team. If you see one, uh, give them a, I don't know, they don't, do you high five Ben still, fist bump, dab? Dab at Ben, because uh, he's a few years behind the trend there, but that'll be good. We're starting this series on Insight, Foresight, and um, I like this idea that, that God can give us the right words and the right insight to our situation, but not just that, it gives us the right foresight. And I think that we need to have both, uh, because I think that the, God's vision for our life has a duality to it. It's not just how do I get through here and now and deal with the situation I find myself in and, and usually our prayers can revolve around whatever I'm facing right now, yeah? But also, well, what's, what's going on long term? Where should I be aiming my life? Because I can live day by day and end up somewhere I shouldn't be or I can live day by day in a purpose towards moving towards the right goal. And so just like some people here might have uh, bifocal lenses, yeah? Anyone? Bifocals, trifocals even, multi-lens, you know, yeah? Some people struggle with far and near, so I think all of us spiritually struggle with both of them, is that uh, God wants to give us this bifocal kind of vision and change our sight that we might be able to see what we're facing here and now and how we get through today and this season and how that builds us into what He's actually calling us to up next. Now, personally, I, I have pretty good eyesight, I can I see well up close. I see well up like from things far away, and it might be deteriorating slightly, but it's still pretty good. Um, but what I've noticed, and I think anyone here who's maybe married uh, will notice, is just because you can see doesn't mean you understand. <laughs> yeah, just just whatever it is that you think that you're seeing, you're wrong. There's more to it, isn't there? Just because you see it, just because I see things doesn't, doesn't mean I understand. I'm regularly misinterpreting the scenario. I'm regularly missing uh, what, what subtleties are said or unsaid or what, uh, what someone might actually be going through, different personalities and different preferences and experiences. And I'll see a thing and I jump to the conclusion really quickly. And often I misread the whole thing because even though I'm seeing doesn't mean that I'm, I'm fully understanding things. 
And I get this a lot, like day to day, and with my, my life or with what I feel God's saying, with even opinions I've had in the past about God and what we are to do, just because I can see it in the Bible doesn't mean I understand what God's actually saying to me and through this. And so I tend to realize that spiritually I've got quite blurry vision that I see things and don't understand them. They're things that are a little bit blurry. It's like I've got glasses on and they're just all smudged. There's fingerprints all over it of going, I kind of get what's going on, but not clearly. And so quite often, and it's not like I've forgotten or I don't know, but I act as if God is unwilling to, to clear it up for me. Anyone else? Like we, we just go, oh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know, why is this kid crying? I don't get it, what's wrong with him? Uh, why, why are they like that? What's going on here? Why do I feel this way? Why am I having these arguments? Why can't I fix this or that? Why do I keep getting these habits? And we, we kind of, we, most of us wouldn't say we believe that he wouldn't speak to us, but we act as if he wouldn't. Like we're not seeking any kind of insight. We're not seeking any vision for our life, those kinds of things. We're just kind of living day by day and hoping God sprinkles his fairy dust on us and that we turn into a princess before midnight, Yeah. That's what's happened. It, it kind of, it, it's, for me, it feels like I've got blurry eyesight, but I'm blaming the optometrist for not, for not correcting it for me. And I've never gone to the optom. <laughs> like, like, spec savers, I, I've been here all week and they haven't come and fixed my eyes. How dare they? It's like they've got the ability to, <laughs> but I'm just, I, my actions don't really align with the fact that I think that they could help. And we do this a lot with ourselves, especially spiritually. It reminds me of this verse in Proverbs 29, verse 18. There's a paraphrase Eugene Peterson wrote called The Message, and this is what the, the version of the verse that he wrote. It says, If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what He reveals, they are most blessed. You might know this one of going, uh, Without vision, people perish. Uh, and what's interesting here is seeing what God is doing, or in other trans the New King James House says, without vision, that word is hazon. Seeing what, seeing what God is doing is hazon. It's not, not understanding what's going on here or, or uh, like being able to see the, the Bible or see what's going on, but it's actually prophetic revelation. It's as the, that word and that phrase is essentially direct, it's the, the word that describes how prophets in the Old Testament hear from God is that that's it. If we don't see what God is doing, as in getting this kind of conversation, this download, this word directly from God, not, not from what's his name, the famous author or podcast galore or this person or that person, it's from God. We don't, all, all of a sudden we start stumbling all over ourselves and that phrase is a verb called, known as para in Hebrew. And para means, it doesn't just mean like oh, getting confused or you, the New King James says perish. It doesn't mean ending. What it means is, is we start abandoning ourselves. We abandon purpose. We abandon a path. We abandon things and we just start going directionless, meaningless, purposeless and just living day by day, seeing what happens. You know, we'll just see, we'll just float here and float there. And I don't know if you've uh, been into the ocean recently and just decided to see what happens is you don't stay still, do you? You drift wherever the current is going, and this is what it 
this proverb is talking to us about, going, if you can't see clearly what God is doing, if you haven't heard, about, heard from God about a situation or who you are or what you should be doing or how you deal with these situations, that so you will drift around aimlessly until you get something that you don't like. This is how I feel quite often when I catch myself going, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I'm making all these bad decisions, turning around and blaming God for not stopping me. It's like, well, I could have corrected your vision so you didn't run into that wall, Doug. I was willing to speak to you. In fact, I was speaking to you, and a lot of the times, I don't know about you, but me, I'm like a child. I don't want to hear, I have a feeling what you're going to say is I should stop doing this, but I really like doing this. <laughs> yes, I will fix up that attitude, but next week, yeah? I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear. See, so having clear spiritual vision from the Holy Spirit, what it does is leads us in a godly direction. And a direction gives us opportunities for obedience and that is the only way to bring about God's blessing. See, when we attend to what God reveals, that's when we are most blessed. So let me give you two reasons among a lot of them, but two big reasons why I think God wants to speak to us and why He wants to give us clear Vision, clear sight, insight and foresight. This is, he speaks to us as if a friend is what he says uh, in Psalms. That God speak, spoke to David and wants to speak to us as one who speaks to a friend. And so he wants to give it clearly. He wants to give us correctly. And the first big one, I believe that why God wants to speak to us is God speaks to give us guidance. God speaks to give us guidance. Isaiah 30 verse 21, it says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, uh, your ears will hear this voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Now, it doesn't mean when you turn left or right or make whatever decision you want to make, you'll hear God saying, yeah, that's the way. <laughs> in fact, it's the opposite. It says, no matter where you turn, left or right, in other words, getting lost or going in the wrong direction, you'll hear this voice of the Holy Spirit saying, actually, this is the way. <laughs> you can read that verse in two ways. I encourage you to read it the right way. <laughs> doesn't, like he's not going, yeah, you're doing everything perfect, well done. No, not always, sometimes, but you probably wouldn't need the guidance if you were going in the correct direction, yeah? So when we turn left or when we turn right, when we're going off track, he says, the Holy Spirit is saying, come on, this is the way, back here, come on, come back on path. This is the way, walk in this way. See, I think all of us need guidance. We need it more than we probably admit, especially those who uh, feel like we're nailing life and we're doing really well and everything's falling into place. You know, just get the new car and the new shoes and the 100 likes on Instagram, like I'm a celebrity now, guys. And, like when things are doing well, like we don't feel like we really need the guidance, but I can tell you, you do. You need it more than you know. I feel like I need it just on a day-to-day -day basis. I find myself in situations that I am underprepared for. <laughs> Constantly, conversations that I was unexpecting, uh, were well, things that I'm just, I feel ill-equipped to handle and I just feel like, Holy Spirit, some insight right now would be really helpful. Have those moments where a kid, one of my kids asks that question and I go, oh, I could deal with this like Doug does, but there might be a better way. <laughs> yeah? They do, they do a dumb thing and he like, the wrath of man or maybe the grace of God is going to come out. And I need insight into why I'm wrong and I need to be grace-filled. Yeah? But day to day, I feel this need. I need insight in talking with people and I, that I just don't understand. There are some personality types I struggle with. 
And I just don't, I don't understand why that personality type exists. Anyone else? Then why would you make that decision? I spent a couple of weeks uh, like away and oh, a couple of conferences and talking to family and talking to other kids and talking to pastors. And so often I'm st- there just nodding, smiling, and in my head going, well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. You're pretty. I struggle with this. So I go, God, help me not be me right now. Help me not say out loud what I said in my head. Help me say the right things. I need some Holy Spirit insight here. Maybe some foresight to make me not get slapped. That's the, you say that, Doug? He's the future. I want this kind of thing, but often my, my vision gets blurry. And I don't know, it is slowly fading. It's like I'm getting these spiritual cataracts slowly kicking in that, that all of a sudden I'm not getting this insight. I'm not getting correct vision. I'm not getting correct. Uh, I, I'm starting to see things, but not understand the things well. I need to come back and go, oh, Holy Spirit, help me remove these scales that I, I can understand what's going on a bit more. Give me a better insight into how to deal with these people and how to speak in this situation or how to deal with the, the struggles and the pains that I'm feeling and going through. See, decades ago, Dad tells this story of, he was at the MCG watching cricket with a few people in the church down there, and uh, he grabbed one of the, the like he was with his family, and grabbed one of the kids that he was with, his glasses, and just to went, oh, like you got new glasses, that's cool, let me muck around and have a, have a look, see if they, they fit me or something like that. Threw them on, and then all of a sudden saw the world. And went, oh my goodness, I had no idea I needed glasses. He's like... Is this what I'm missing out on? Things look so amazing. I can see the cricket ball. I just thought people were running around on the field. Or, is that the score? I didn't know anyone in the world could see the scoreboard. And he's just found this moment, stepped into this new reality of everything just started to be clear and make sense again. And I think we do this uh, all the time. I think more often, and I need to talk to the church here for a second, is that spiritually, I think so many of us are going through life blurry and thinking that this is what life looks like. That this is how I handle situations. That is my opinion. Those are my theologies. That, that is what I believe. That's, that's what I like is my preference. But if we were to get some spiritual insight from the Holy Spirit, we might find that we put glasses on and see things a bit differently. And it might upset a couple of our previous opinions. It might actually reveal that your theologies were wrong. It might reveal that your preferences or your, your physical desires and your whatever it might be, societal norms and pressures, it could reveal that that actually wasn't the case because now you've got clear spiritual insight. See, this is why I think we need, because we can live life blurry and just accept that this, maybe this is all there is. But I feel that God wants to bring some guidance and the only way that he brings guidance is with clarity. He brings guidance with, uh, with proper vision, with truth, with, with his word. I rarely find that God is, is patting me on the back saying, all those dumb decisions, Doug, well done. You're doing a great job. Keep ignoring me. No, it's, hey, I, I can show you what's really going on right now. So many times I've thought what I was doing was right and the things that I, I believed was correct. And then I had those moments like Dad did where I felt I was reading the Bible or I heard a message or I just got a revelation in prayer that revealed to me that, Doug, you are outside the will of God. And I had the opportunity there going, but I prefer it. 
but I like this more. I don't want to change. Why would, oh, but I, I thought I was right. And you have those moments, I say it every now and then, going, I wish you didn't read that verse, because <laughs> now I have to change. <laughs> now I have to stop this, or I have to start that, or... I have to actually live life with clarity, knowing that what I thought was good is actually a pile of dung. Now that I've got clear vision, no matter what I'm feeling, Isaiah 55, we know this in verse 8 to 9, that we know that his ways are higher than our ways, that his ways are greater. His thoughts are not our thoughts. And at some point, if you're a Christian here, especially this, this verse kind of fixes all of our arguments, is that if his ways are really higher and his thoughts are really greater, well, when there is a contradiction between us and him, we are the ones that fold. We are the ones that go, no, your ways are higher. I don't know why you want me to do this yet. I know that there is understanding because you're going to give me insight, but as for right now, well, your ways are higher. I'm just going to go with that. The conversation I had a few weeks ago kind of had this line included in it, and this line comes out from a lot of young adults and a lot of teens, is, but everyone else seems to be fine with it. <laughs> like, well, that's fine. They're all wrong. Because <laughs> God's ways are higher, and His thoughts are not our thoughts. Just because it's a socially accepted norm doesn't mean it's a spiritually accepted norm. Doesn't mean that it's good for you doesn't mean it's the right thing for you. And yes, there are some times there are changes that need to be made, but I'd much rather step into the will of God than fight against it. I'd much rather follow the ways of God and, and maybe be excluded from, from parts of the world. And that's fine. I was never supposed to be made for the world. I was made for God's kingdom. Yeah. And I want to step into that kind of thing, and I want each one of us to as well. See, Acts 16, verse 6 to 7, I love this verse, is, is they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to, <laughs> to what? To preach. They were forbidden by the Holy Spirit. Man, I know some people who I feel like acting on the Holy Spirit's behalf right now. I'm just like, shh, 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 shut up, shut up, shh, shh, shh. Forbidden to preach the word in Asia after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, uh, but the Spirit, again, did not permit them. And they go, why would He stop them doing something that appears to be the right thing to be doing? Well, His ways are not our ways. Now, I can't tell you exactly why. I've got theories and I've read a lot of things about why God might have forbade them from entering in at that time. But at the end of the day, they were trying to go to a place and preach the gospel and the Holy Spirit said no in this moment. I think it's a great example of how our ways are just not His ways. And at some point we have to go, even though I think I'm in the right and I'm doing the correct thing and I think that I'm doing it in the right motives and I'm in the right situation, God, if you say no, the answer is no. And if you say yes, the answer is go. Because <laughs> I would struggle with this. I'm trying to do the right thing in the right way with the right motives, God. How come you're not helping me? He's like, well, if you just listened, I would have told you. No, la, 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 la. So I'm unsure exactly, but it does show that the Holy Spirit gives guidance and that we as his followers should follow. 
Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and in all ways submit to Him and He will make your paths straight. Now this phrase, this is a Hebrew phrase and that make your path straight and it doesn't just mean we'll give you good direction, it is in guidance. It, it goes further and expands a little bit more to saying, uh, it, it encompasses the idea that He will remove obstacles across your path. Isn't that great? That sounds all right to me. I don't just need a that way. There's the devil that way, Doug, go. There's a lot of battles that way, Doug. Come on, let's go through it. But it says that if I submit my ways, and for us, if we submit our ways to God, hey, I'm gonna submit the way I parent to you, God. Help me do it the way that you want to. I'm gonna submit the way I'm running my business to you. This is what I'm thinking, but Holy Spirit, how, how should I be doing it? I'm gonna submit my, uh, my habits and my hobbies, my, my TV viewing, my, my health uh, philosophies, the things that I'm eating, the things that I'm saying. I'm going to submit all my ways to you. He doesn't just say, oh, I'm going to keep leading you around a good track. He says, no, if you keep going down the track that I'm leading you on, I'm going to start removing obstacles that are in your way, that I'll smooth out a path. And this phrase can be kind of summarized in a different way of saying, I will bring you to an appointed goal. Not I will point you to an appointed goal. It says I will bring you, this is a Hebrew phrase, you dig into this, I will bring you to an appointed goal. Doesn't that sound all right? So much of my effort is fighting my way to a goal. Is pushing and striving and grunting and Pentecostaling all my way to a goal. But here it says just submit your ways. Submit these things, whatever it is that I'm fighting with, submit it. To him, trust the Lord and don't lean on my own understanding. Submit it to him. And he says, I'll bring you to an appointed goal. I'll start to smooth out the path. I'll remove some obstacles. I'll take you through anything that you find you're facing and I'll bring you to this goal. Now see, when we hear and follow, isn't it look good? I don't know what it is that you're fighting against and that you're pushing and what's going on in your life, but can I tell you that if you were to trust in God and stop leaning on your own understanding only, this applies to you as well. Is that He would bring us through whatever's going on to an appointed goal. So can I suggest submitting your ways to God before you're halfway down the track? At the beginning... At the beginning of your day, why don't you start it with, God, this is your day. How can I follow what you're doing? God, I, I'm your child. Can you, can you help me? Can you lead me? Don't be the person that decides that all of these sinful kind of prideful decisions and then turns around and blames God for it hurting. <laughs> but at the beginning, come on, submit our ways. Trust God with what he's doing because then nothing can stand against us. I say this little three-word phrase all the time, and I stick with it, is that God's ways work. Now, we can fight against that, or we can accept it and grab hold of it and say, well, God, what are your ways? Because I'd rather things work than not work. Come on, God's ways work. If we trust Him and lean on Him, submit to Him, we'll find that well, we get to the places that maybe we never wanted to get to, but they're the places we were always designed to be. So God speaks to give guidance and who he could do with a little bit more guidance. Yeah, me and three others, the rest of you nailing it. Congrats. The second one, this might help the rest of you then, that God speaks to bring perspective and a perspective that he has 
that you don't have currently. That you don't have all the right perspectives. Recently I heard this, that not everything you're seeing is everything that is going on. Not everything you're seeing is not, every, it's not everything that's going on. As I said, sometimes I can see a situation and misread the situation. I saw it perfectly and yet understood none of it. <coughs> hey, there's always more to every situation that you find yourself in. A, a friend of mine a few years ago told me this story that he was having a bad day. He had a few bad days. And then this uh, one staff member walked in uh, quite late and so I think he cathartic, he felt, made himself feel better. He unloaded on this person uh, to find out later through someone else that, that she had just had a phone call saying that her, her mother has just been diagnosed with cancer and pulled over on the way to work and tried to pull herself together before walking into work. <laughs> he did not feel great about his decision to unload on this staff member. Because there was more going on in the situation than what he knew was going on in the situation. And see, I'd love in those moments to get some godly insight of just maybe not the whole answer, but just that, that Holy Spirit, Doug, shut up. Don't. Don't. I get this every now and then. I write these big messages and then select all delete. And in that moment, I just go, well, thank you, God. There was some wisdom in that. <laughs> select all delete. No worries, sand. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but every now and then I just have the feeling going, Doug, you don't know everything that's going on. Yeah. And just as they don't, so they should have prayed as well, but I want to be the one that's listening for myself. There's more going on than what I know. More naturally, and to be a better parent and be a better husband and be a better pastor, be a better person, I want to have the right insight because I don't know everything that's going on naturally. But can I say this too, that there is far more going on in the spirit world than you're aware of. And some people get uncomfortable with this, but you're sitting in a church. There's far more going on in the spiritual world than you're, than you're aware of. And for some people here, this is, just look at me for a second, I need you to take this, and maybe this is the only thing worth you hearing all day, is whatever you're going through, it's spiritual. It's spiritual. There's a spiritual element to it. Oh, Doug, well, that's overdoing it. No, it's not. If anything, it could still be underdoing it. It's spiritual. There is never not a spiritual thing in your life. There is no separation from the spirit and the physical realm. There's no things that are purely secular and never spiritual. Whatever it is you are going through, as long as you are an eternal being, as long as you are someone that God has breathed eternity into, as long as you are someone that carries along the Holy Spirit that has a purpose, who has been created intentionally and loved by God, as long as there is an enemy who is trying to rob, steal, kill and destroy, nothing that you are facing is ever not spiritual. Oh, you're over-spiritualizing. No, I think most of the time we under-spiritualize. And yes, sometimes we can only spiritualize, which is wrong, if we're only fighting in the spirit and then keep making really dumb physical decisions. Well, you can fight the devil all you want and you're the one <laughs> digging your own grave. But the things that we are fighting in the physical, I need you to understand the problems that you're having, the mindsets, the, the issues that you're facing, you're not seeing the whole picture. This is where we need the Holy Spirit to give us insight, to open our eyes to see, hang on, this isn't just my kid is a doofus. 
This isn't just what's going on is frustrating. There's something spiritual going on here as well. I want God to remove my spiritual cataracts that I might be able to see clearly that I can actually make the right steps and move forward as well. God doesn't need me just seeing things the way they are on the surface. He needs me to see things as they are. And He's willing to give me this insight, this perspective that clears it up. It's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, for we walk by faith, not by sight, We walk by faith. We walk by the things that God has said and what He's saying to us from what we are hearing, not just from the situation we see in front of us going, oh yeah, well, I know how to fix that. Trust me, if you're not including a spiritual solution, you are not fixing it. You're just putting a Band-Aid on it. Come on, we need to walk by faith, not just by sight. And for some of us today, you need to hear just this line. It's time to put listening ahead of just looking. We need to be listening and not just looking. So you can see what's in front of you, but it's time to listen and respond to what you're hearing from the Holy Spirit, not just responding to what you're seeing in the natural. Because you're not seeing the whole story. You don't know everything going on in their life in the natural, and you especially don't know everything that's going on in the Spirit. And we need to have this right insight and foresight for both. We don't have the right perspective. But God has the right perspective. This is where we need to listen to Him and talk to Him because He's more willing to give us this than we understand. It might need us to change our ways, as I keep saying, our opinions, but our response should not be towards what we would want, but our response is towards what He is saying. Let me tell you this story. There's a, I think it was like Milwaukee or something. There was a college uh, football team playing and they were a horrible football team and they were getting thumped. But over there, you just support your team regardless. It's not like Broncos fans over here that we've all switched to a different sport. <clears throat> but over there, the stadium was packed and they have like tens of thousands at these college football games. And it was a home game for them and they were getting thumped. But for some reason, they, the crowd was just reacting as if they were smashing it, as if they were winning. And every time that they'd be like a foul ball or like they'd drop it or like an intercept pass thrown or something like that, the crowd would just cheer ballistic as if they just scored a touchdown. Uh, and it was weird. The players got quite confused and everyone was quite confused. But what was actually going on is that they were, um, the, uh, the Milwaukee College baseball team was playing down the road and they were winning. And every, like a lot of the crowd had earphones in because they knew their football team sucked, but they couldn't get tickets to the baseball game. <laughs> and so they were there watching the football, but listening to the baseball. And every time that, like, they were carving up the home runs here and all these outs, and the, so they'd cheer because of what they were hearing, not just from what they were seeing. Super confusing from what's going on in the football stadium, but they all felt like they were winners. And I reckon that this is kind of what our faith life is like, is that we can be seeing one situation, we're, we're, we're looking in one realm, but we're listening to another realm. And that what we're seeing might be tough, but what we're hearing is laced in victory. That the situation we're facing looks like a loss, but God is speaking to us saying, hang on, you are more than a conqueror. And so we, we can start celebrating, not because of where we find, what we find ourselves looking at, but because of the wisdom and the insight and the, the vision that God is giving us, going, hang on, I'm not there yet, but I know that there is victory found in Christ. This is what walking by faith is and not by sight because you walk around just by sight long enough, the world sucks, doesn't it? 
But if you start walking with faith, you start seeing opportunity, not opposition. You start seeing possibilities, not just problems. That when we walk by faith, come on, we start to get a perspective that is above what it is that we can see the here and now. Oh, we might be experiencing one thing, but I know following Jesus, come on, it leads to miracles. It leads to blessing. It leads, leads to victory. Let's respond to the things that we're hearing. This is actually why, church, that, that we get you to celebrate at anything. It's the reason that we celebrate in worship, that we, we clap our hands, we sing out loud, that, that we raise our hands, that when a song finishes, we clap. When it starts, we clap. When we pray, we celebrate what's going on. When someone gives their life to Jesus, come on, put your hands together. Why? Well, because we know that following Jesus leads to victory. You know, I'm not feeling it right now. Well, stop looking with your eyes and start listening with your faith. On what's God saying? Is He able? Is He capable? Is He willing? Well, if the answer is yes, come on, we celebrate because we know there is victory found in Christ. Oh, my business is struggling. I need this. I need that. I need that. Yep, I know. You could see you're a really good problem spotter, but how about we be someone who listens as well to the perspective of the Holy Spirit in our families, in our day-to-day with our, our identity? Come on, let's be people who walk by faith, not just by sight. Because I think for many of us, it might be time to get our sight checked, to run it back by the Holy Spirit saying, God, am I seeing properly? Is my perspective correct on these issues? Or the news keeps putting this up. I have an opinion, but Holy Spirit, is, what's the perspective I need to be holding here? At home and at work and with my habits and my preference and my desires, give me the right Perspective, I need my eyes, I need my spiritual eyes checked again. Come on, Lord, give me some guidance. I don't think I'm seeing, I've got smudgy glasses on. Because I know that God is willing to give us correct insight and correct foresight in our life and for any, any kind of situation. I know that to step into what God has for us it, and to become the people that He created us to be will require us to depend on His understanding, not ours to lean on Him and trust Him and submit our ways to Him and not, not just charge ahead forward and hope that His fairy dust can keep up with us. But to be people who trust and submit, that hear and respond to what we're hearing, not just responding to what we're seeing. And church, I don't know what is going on in your life and what your situations might look like, what you're finding you're facing. But I know that the Holy Spirit is more willing to give you guidance and more willing to give you the right perspective than we are willing to hear. But it just takes that decision of saying, Lord, speak, I'm listening. Lord, help guide me here. Let me find it in Scripture. Find it in my conversation, in my, my time in prayer. Lord, give me insight and foresight that I can see clearly and that I can be guided through this, that you would take me to an appointed goal. Oh, let me pray for you, church. Father, I thank you that you don't leave us by ourselves, but you are in this with us. Lord, help us hear you clearly. There are a lot of noise and there's a lot of voices going on. Oh, but help us tune in to, to you, Lord. Help us hear you clearly. Lord, nothing else will, will guide and nothing else will reveal like your voice and your word. Let's be people who love Lord, love the Word of God. Love your Word. Love hearing you. Love being in prayer. 
Well, it's not just a means to an end, but Lord, communion and conversation with you is the end goal. Now help us with this. Lord, quiet the other noises that we can hear you clearly. Thank you again for joining. We hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God, find freedom, discover purpose and make a difference. For more resources and to connect with us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube and our website.